0: Welcome to Equosity, the podcast about all things equine with a special emphasis on the horse-human bond. My name is Alexandra Curland. I'm the author of The Click That Teaches, a step-by-step guide in pictures and many other books and DVDs on clicker training. And I'm joined by Dominique Day, one of the co-founders of Cavalia. So, Dominique, I'm sure both of us and many of people listening to this have all had the same experience, which is that a good portion of our lives that we used to do in person has now moved to the internet. And we have been discovering what we, you know, I'm sure we knew before, but we are really discovering what an amazing teaching opportunity the internet provides us. And that thanks to the coronavirus, one of the good things that has come, one of the few good things that has come out of our enforced lockdown has been this expansion of learning opportunities on the internet. I mean, we certainly experienced that in January with the Clicker Expo Live, where people from all over the planet could attend the Clicker Expo. It wasn't just people who were geographically close enough to get to it. So, you know, what
1: else was great was to be able to go into all these training facilities. I mean, Cheyenne Zoo and, you know, we were all over the map, not just the people participating, but demos. And so we saw alligators and we saw dogs and horses, of course. But I mean, I've never seen such a variety of animals in real time. So, yeah,
0: one of the Easter eggs of COVID-19. One of the Easter eggs. And one of the Easter eggs that I've discovered is that Teaching clinics online not only works, but it's a phenomenal, phenomenal way to teach. So what I want to talk about this week, and I don't want to sound too much like a commercial, but I do want to talk about the new series of uh, online clinics that I've created because I think they're a wonderful opportunity for people. And it's a great example, I think, of shaping by approximation you could say and it's a great uh, example of constructional training so when the lockdown started which was in March of it just seems so incredible March of 2020 it's hard to keep track of the time of course all of my in-person clinics we had to one by one we just had to admit that we weren't going to be able to hold them and so they were canceled and I shifted to teaching online. And when I first started teaching the clinics, I basically, as much as I could, I replicated the experience of teaching a clinic to the online format. So we met for, uh, I think we met for two days instead of the normal three that we would have met for clinic, but they were all day events. They were very intense. And what I discovered was that, boy, you can get some great teaching uh, via the Internet. The, uh, that focus that comes through being able to take uh, two or three minutes of a video and really look at it and look at it again and look at it again. You know this. Oh, from video I'm a taking... believer in
1: video, especially yeah. for horses, yeah. probably yeah. even more than dogs because they're so big. You know, you can't see all the parts. No, you can't. Whereas you can't. with the dogs, it's easier to see all the parts. But so I think for horse training, video is a must. It's yeah. an amazing tool.
0: Yes. And I think mean, even for dogs, because oftentimes dogs are really quick. Yeah. And so you'll miss things.
1: Yeah, So and, you will. And, and, and even, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'll do a short, short parenthesis, but right now I'm trying to get I don't, I won't get into the detail, but I'm trying to get more behaviors for a click, you know, the same okay. behavior. Yep. It's actually Spanish work, but it doesn't matter. And so I'm, I'm ping pong in, you know, the number of steps that I'm asking. Okay. And so one of the things that video allows me to do is to actually count what my average is, Ah. you know, you, no. there's no way That you can do that when you're training, you know, you you're aiming for an app for something, you know, you'll think maybe, okay, in that session, I'll go up to let's say six, but I'll ping pong three and seven and five and whatever, but when you can actually look at it and just write down, you can really see what your average is. So, I mean, there's there's no end, I think, yeah. to the yeah. value of looking at a video over and over. You can learn so much at, at
0: every level of your training. Yes. You know. see things that, you see details in your handling that are working mm. for you or working against you. Yeah. You see if you've fallen into a pattern that you hadn't intended to fall into, and yeah. is that Is that a good thing or is it not a good thing? And you can test it so then you can go back and the following day and you can say, all right, I see that I am doing fill-in-the-blank. Let me test it. Let me set up one of those A-B reversals and test it. Is this uh, working for me? Is this working against me? And you can do that when you use video as a tool. We have so many people, when they come to the clinics, they'll say, Oh, you don't understand. I'm all by myself. I have nobody to help me. And and yet we have video so we can become our own coach. Yeah. You're you're using the video very much when you watch it. You are your own coach. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I do and I see like my own mechanics like you just said. You know, <sighs> you you're so focused on the animals sometimes that you miss things that you're doing but even when you think of the future of your behavior and how you want your cues to evolve what your final cues are sometimes you look at your mechanics and you think there's no way I'll get (laughs) from there to what I have in my mind that I want you know as as a cue that because my my gestures just won't it, it won't the way i'm doing it is not facilitating this transition to the final cue that i i mean it's yeah you you can see and watch it again and and reflect on it and you can slow it down there's so much value yeah i mean you don't have to convince me
0: right <laughs> I'm a believer. no but i think it's i think it's worth talking about it because the more we talk about what we do with video I think the more useful it becomes because, you know, I might be, say, new to videotaping and I think, oh, I don't want to watch myself. You know, I'm not comfortable seeing my own training. I don't want to see my mistakes. I don't want to see my panty line. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, whatever it is. And, and then you hear people talking about how useful it is to videotape. Mm. Um, you know, I jokingly said to Michaela, the, Michaela Hempin the other day, because Michaela has this just incredible record uh, with Blondie, with her mayor Blondie, where, because she has filmed basically every training session. And so we have this incredibly well-documented case history that just keeps expanding because, you know, with every month that passes, Michaela's doing more neat things with this, this horse. And Michaela is, I mean, she is the dedicated horse person. When you watch the, these videos, you'll see it over a period of time. So one day there's no snow on the ground. And in the next video, she's got two feet of snow uh, on the ground or it's pouring rain in a cold March day and she's out there training. And, and then it's a hot, sunny day and she's, you know, dressed for the, for the heat and and I said to her jokingly with the video and you and you have to give up caring what you look like and what you're wearing.
1: That's right. You know, the other thing I'm, I'm just starting to do now, because now I'm, I'm starting to have quite a lot, actually, of video. And, you know, I, I rec- actually there's something else that I love about the video. I, as you well as m- maybe some listeners know, I recently lost my pico. Um, And I don't think
0: they do know that I I think yeah, I I made a post
1: and I had a Uh, lot of people send me very nice notes and I I don't want to get too emotional so I'm not going to spend too much time here but it's great to have all these videos of him that I can go to you know they were just training videos they're short video but you know we're together and so even for that it's it's really great. But um, I was going to say that now that I have all these videos, now I'm starting to want to identify what's inside because, you know, sometimes I want to go back to something. I I would have to go through hundreds of videos by now, uh, probably. I mean, certainly many, many dozens, uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, hundreds. So they're short, you know, but still, I mean, it's a... It's, it's a long process if you're trying to find something. So now I want to find a way to identify in my iCloud photo um, file, how I can put some note on, at the bottom of the photo. So I'm there now, you know, c- categorizing oh. and classifying the videos. I'm not, I, I, I back them up on a disc and I don't, I don't
0: want to erase any of it. I want to no. keep all of it. No, I never erase a mm. uh, video because you never know. Yeah. You never know when, uh, you know, yes, right now it looks hideous, but when it looks really great, that yeah. before and after mm. is really useful. So what, what Michaela has told me is that she keeps um, a paper log, a paper journal. So, so she, she'll record oh, a video that's smart. that she records it in her logbook Oh, that's simple. And she marks uh, if there's what she was working on. Yeah. And if there was something interesting going it's on that day. That's a great idea. She, I'm going to steal that.
1: Because yeah. it, it wasn't very, I tried something this week and it wasn't working. It didn't seem very user-friendly. But that's a great idea because you can actually put a little bit more
0: than just a vignette. So yeah, yeah that's and a and good I idea. I think it's, you know, whatever the system is, the trick is to get in the habit Yep. of uh, staying current with it Would well first of a- all
1: get in the habit of video get the habit of, of, video get, of
0: doing the video yeah. yeah and it's
1: you know once you have especially now we all have it used to be complicated but yes. not anymore not with our phones the only thing sometimes that makes it complicated is when it's really cold because the battery goes out really quick quickly but other than that you know like for me yesterday it was really cold so I trained inside the barn and I actually got really great shots because I was doing some leg work so it was great to be close by and I had my as I said I have my a little um how do you say in English tripod I have my tripod on one furniture so I had a really great shot actually wow. of all the four legs so but it So it's, you know, putting that phone in that tripod takes about 20
0: seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The the critical piece is you have to have a tripod. Oh, yeah. You you forget it.
1: And these are cheap. I mean, and there are all kinds of tripods on Amazon or whatever you want to buy them, but they're very easy to get, accessible and not expensive. For me, I have the three-leg tripod that they call... The octopus, or something.
0: Oh, it wraps around. It wraps that around was, all yeah.
1: kinds of things. Yeah, a stall um, bar. You know, the, the you can you can just put it standing up on a furniture. It's very malle um, flexible. Yeah. So it's it's rare that you won't be able to find a place where you can just wrap these little legs around something yeah. that is in your environment.
0: So. Yeah. I use a regular, just a, you know, like a, a regular tripod. That,
1: so uh, I can stick a bigger it out one. In the, yeah, yeah
0: big that board.
1: you can, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes those can be really convenient too. But the other one for me is always in my bag. I don't yes. put it in my bag every time. It's in my bag that I bring to the stable. It's always there. So, of course, I remember to bring my phone. Um, so I already have the equipment with me. I don't yes. need to think about it. And so after that, it's just taking, making sure the battery is fully charged if I'm going to do a lot, yeah. but it doesn't take that much energy unless you're really working in the cold. And then it's 20 seconds to, to put it up. So there's no excuse. And like you say, it's mostly an habit. Once you have yes. the habit, you won't even think about it. Yeah. And if you, don't, if you don't want it, if you, you just delete it afterwards, it's not is it going to be worth filming
0: you film and then you decide after if you just yes. want to get rid of it yeah and and nobody nobody has to see it unless you share it nobody so if if you film something and you go oh how embarrassing i don't want anybody to see how terrible my timing was yeah, i've shown any of my videos to anyone yeah. actually I'm sure people listening are going, but Dominique, Dominique, we want to see them. We want to see what you're doing. I I know you've asked me a few times, but (laughs) I mean, no,
1: no one has to. It's for you to decide. You know, it's your own little, uh, you and your horses and your camera is your own private thing. So yeah, you don't have to show it to anyone. So it doesn't matter what you look like, what you're wearing, or if the shot is not well um, well, for a clinic, it's probably different. You do want to have a good shot so that, you know, we can see whatever is going to be discussed. But when you're doing it on your own,
0: it doesn't well, what really you, matter. What you learn, because one of the things, you know, one of the reasons that I always resisted, when people would say, well, you know, can I send you a video of what I'm doing? And will you look at it and, and give me a lesson? And I resisted that forever, because I remember, yeah, because generally what I would get, and this was, you know, because my experience goes back decades. uh, You know, I'm not. We're not talking about iPhones. We're not talking about the current skills Hmm. because everybody's now much more familiar with videotaping, and we're not talking about the the much better video cameras that we have access to. So yeah. people would send me these grainy hard to see <laughs> videos right, where right. the horse is way off in the distance. Yeah. And nothing really is going on and they want me to comment on the training and I can barely see. Yep, there is a horse over there somewhere. <laughs> And and so it was uh, just. It's like this, and it's windy, and you can't
1: hear anything. You can't hear anything,
0: (laughs) but when you videotape on a regular basis, Mm. and you're videotaping first and foremost for yourself, Mm. you begin to say, you know, what is it that I want to look at? Mm. What do I need to see? So if if the horse is way off in the distance, you're not seeing what you want to see. If I'm if I'm videotaping, say I'm. I'm new to the whole process, and I've heard that Alex fusses food delivery, you know, that you're going to feed with the left hand Mm. on the left side of the horse and the right hand on the right side of the horse, so I need to see, I need to be, I need the computer, the camera to be set up so that I can see what I'm doing, and the horse makes a better door than a window, so I need to remember that, (laughs) and so... If I set it up today and I say, you know, I, I can't see what I'm doing, I need to change the angle of the camera, I need to zoom in, I need, you know, whatever it is, and then you set it up the next day, and now you can see what it is that you wanted to look at, but now you've got questions about what you're doing. Well, the video that I'm going to get is a video that's actually useful, because we can both see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so when you start videotaping on a regular basis, you become better at producing good quality video because you're yeah. videotaping, first and foremost, for yourself. Yeah. And, and you begin to recognize what is useful and what is not useful. And you make the adjustments. It's another one of, you know, we shape all the time. Mm-hmm. Shaping is not just, oh, I'm training my horse. We are changing, adjusting revising our behavior all the time Mm -hmm. based on what we want to get if I want to look at well what does my horse look like what is his balance I may zoom out a bit because I want to see all of him Mm -hmm. if I want to see some detail in what I'm doing with my hands when I slide down a lead I'm going to zoom in because I need to see those details Mm -hmm. and if you film every day you can see you can see both and then you'll know what your questions are. So, you know, with the video that people were sending now for the clinics, we just found that there was some really great, useful video that people were sending where there was a lot to say and where, I mean, it's just astounding to me how much, how much there is in two or three minutes of video. Mm how much you can see, how much you can suggest based on this small window hmm. into a horse's training. And, and of course, the other advantage of the video that people are creating for an online clinic is the horse is in his home environment. Yeah. And I really, that's huge. I, oh, yeah. that is huge. Yeah, yeah, that is huge. I
1: mean, most of those horses would never get comments from you because they would never get to a clinic, the majority right. of them. Right. And the ones that do I mean, they are so I mean, so different than they would be at home. And yes. even the owner is different. Yes. Yes. I mean, everything in the environment is different. So I yep. mean, chances are the learning will be I mean, you can still learn and do things. Absolutely. And the horses traveled a lot, they get used to it. But I would suspect that a lot of people find it much more relaxed and much more useful yeah. to have their horses in their homes. And be you're, able you're to
0: actually working on what you want to work on, mm-hmm. you know, and not, he never does this at home. <laughs> okay. Which is probably true. He never you know, does. <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah. or you have the, the person who's saying, Well, you know, at home my horse doesn't move can and I need to work on having more energy. And yet very he Here a he's like and, a spinning wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you really to have to be able to at least start horses out in their home environment where they can be the most comfortable is a huge advantage.
1: Yeah,
0: huge advantage. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So you know, on so many levels I just was really enjoying the online clinic experience
1: well the other thing too I suppose is that you know the traveling and all that I mean it's a lot of energy that you put into getting into a place your hotel etc whereas when you're online you're just fresh ready yes. to go full yes. of energy you know concentrating sleeping very well because you're sleeping in your own bed at night so i mean all these things they add up to make a a good uh learning experience for for the the people and the animal so you're sitting in a comfortable chair yeah you can go to the bathroom in two minutes (laughs) and come back you don't have to go for a lineup uh you know where it is so yeah you you the, the very you know, yes. for, it's very efficient, you know. It's very efficient because the and whole everything is about the learning, not about the logistic of
0: it all. Yes, and you don't have the expense of traveling. Yeah, and of course, these days with the price of gas going up, that becomes yeah. really a major factor. So yeah. you just don't have that expense. There, hmm. there are a lot of advantages to it, and so that first year we had really clinic intensives in front of the computer and I found that for some people that was a lot of screen time yeah and so the second year last year I tried something different so I we divided the clinics uh, up and and held them over two weekends so okay. instead of meeting in the morning and the afternoon we met just uh once a day okay and, and half course, a day half a day yeah, it went on a little bit longer, I suppose, but... Of course, of course, because <laughs> I have this, you know, uh, one of the definitions of play is you lose track of time. Mm. And I obviously regard uh, teaching and clinics and being with, with other clicker trainers and working with horses. It's obviously a play state for me because I always completely lose track of time. And so, yes, if we say it's going to be two hours, it's longer. <laughs> And then during the week, we had, uh, so we would meet Saturday and Sunday, I would have presentations, we'd have discussions, we'd look at videos. And then during the week, uh, we had a discussion group and people could send, could work their horses and send in video based on what we had covered uh, the previous weekend. And you know what
1: I think is great about that too, is that it gives time for the info to percolate yes um i don't know if that's a word in english yeah, but you know pe- okay so yeah. people can think about it they can test it with their horses and they come back with questions they might not have had exactly. if it had been all through uh, an intensive 48 yeah. hours
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it's great we could see the horses through the week so we had uh some people who would uh send video in every day of their horses and and get feedback and comments on, on the horses, ah. so we could track the progress through the week. Mm. It was really fun, huge amount of work. Uh, it meant that I didn't get much else done during that s- stretch of time, but it was, I thought, a really interesting process. And so this year, mm. I want to try something yet new yet again. So it's very much a shaping through successive approximations. Which is, again, it's so, I always find it interesting to see how this idea of shaping and revising and, and letting things shift and change based on the feedback and the, you know, what you see is working, what you see you enjoy, new ideas that come in. And all of those things that create the building blocks for saying, all right, now let's do this. And so what I'm doing this year is, so so the first year I set up three clinics. So there was actually four clinics. I had the Getting Started Clinic, and then Extinction Friend or Foe, and then What Do You See? We looked at, we used, that was great, because we could use the video analysis to really sharpen our observational skills. And then the Rope Handling Clinic, which was I think of all of them. In many ways, it was my favorite, just because it really tickled me that we could teach something that is such a normally you would think of the rope handling as being such a hands-on uh, skill, and yet you could teach it via the Zoom platform so so effectively. It was fascinating to me. Um, so that so I had those those clinics the first year in 2020, and then last year I added three more so I added the managing energy and emotions and a connect the dots clinic where we really started looking at the uh, connection between the foundation lessons into lateral work and that took us to the Tai Chi walk and lateral work clinic and then um, and those were the uh, the three that I taught last year so we were really beginning to connect the dots from those very first foundation lessons through the building of the using the clicker training for all the universals the husbandry skills and then expanding out into performance work Um, going into the lateral work the development of a horse's balance and then that takes you into the riding and so this so then i've added for this year, I've added an eighth clinic, which is looking very directly at the writing. So it's, it's a very constructional process where the first clinic on, I'm creating the building blocks that lets you understand and really begin to use the work that's in the next clinic. So each clinic builds on the preceding clinic So by the time you get to the riding clinic, you have the building blocks, the concepts and the skills to really understand what I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. And what I've done for this year is I've created eight courses which are going to be online. So they are self-paced courses. I've taken the clinic material that I developed for each of the clinics and I've turn that into a self-paced course that you can go through on your own. And then in conjunction with that, what I'm going to be doing is holding on a regular basis. I'm going to be holding coaching sessions, virtual coaching sessions, where everybody in the clinics gets together. And we look at the videos that people are creating. We go through the video analysis. We make uh, I can make suggestions about what to do next. And we move through the course material by combining that self paced portion with the let's get together as a group because, you know, getting a group of clicker traders together is enormous fun. And getting feedback directly on your horse is really useful. And then what I'm hoping will happen is we will create through this. We will create a vi- a video record, case histories for the horses that are that people are participating with in the clinics. You know, so we'll start out in that getting started clinic and create baselines. Where are you? You know, it's that constructional training. Those four questions that Gold Diamond uh, suggests that we ask of where are you now. So let's videotape the baseline. What is your starting point? Let's take a look at that, and actually, and use the coaching sessions to create a baseline. And what are the and, three other questions? So the second question. So it's so it you start out. So the first question is really, where do you want to go? Well, that's your your dream big. So in the constructional training, and let's you know let's, let's switch now to the constructional training, and those four questions because they're. So very powerful. And and I suspect as I'm listening to myself talk that I can just hear the music starting right now, going, oh, we're going to make you wait a week or <laughs> for those four questions. And I think probably we will. So that's a first. I actually managed to create a break while we were recording. Before I end, let me tell you where you can learn more about the clinics. Go to my website, theClickercenter.com. I've posted detailed descriptions of each of the clinics, along with the course syllabus and the link to register for the first clinic. You'll see each course is packed. In next week's podcast, we're going to be talking more about constructional training, so you'll get an even better sense of how these clinics are designed. They're going to be self-paced. That's really the only way to run a training course that's spread out over time. I could start a group next week, and by the week after, people would be getting out of sync. If you're trying to stay up with a class, you have to hope the weather cooperates. You could be having two weeks of rain, and you're up to your knees in mud. There's no way you can train under those conditions. And the weather is making so much extra work for you. It's all you can do to get the barn chores done. There's no time left for training. But somebody else could be having perfect training weather, so they're ready to move on before you've even gotten started. I don't want people to feel that kind of pressure. We all have enough on our plates these days without adding anything else, so the clinics are self-paced. This podcast is going out in mid-March of 2022. If you're listening to it later in the year, you're not out of luck. You can still join in the clinics. They start for you when you need them to start. In conjunction with the online portion of the clinics, I'll also be holding regular video coaching sessions. You'll be able to submit video. That's one of the many reasons I was delighted that Dominique took us off into the tangent of video. So this will be very much like the part of an in-person clinic where we all go out to the barn And watch a series of training sessions where we see what each person has been doing with their horses. We'll watch the video, you'll get feedback, and always the feedback is supportive. This has to be a safe experience and a pleasant experience. After all, you're letting people watch your beloved horse. So the feedback is always given from a place of kindness and appreciation. You'll get suggestions for how to proceed, and you'll also get to see what other people are doing. I've been hosting a lot of these group coaching sessions, and I really love them. Watching other clicker trainers is a great way to get ideas and to be inspired. These coaching sessions mean that you'll be creating a video record, a training journal of your horse's progress. That's a great resource to have as you move forward in your training you'll be constructing a detailed case history of your horse's training as you move through these courses. My goal for these clinics is very plain and simple. I want to help you love your horses even more than you already do. And I want to help you become a really skilled trainer. So visit theclickercenter.com. You'll find the detailed descriptions of each of the courses there and you'll also find the link that will let you register for the first course. I look forward to welcoming you to the stay-at-home, learn-from-home clinics. So until next week, stay safe and have fun with your horses.